Hello, welcome to Hudita Strasha from the chair. It is the beginning of May, it's almost Mother's Day, and which is our favorite time of year when we get lovely, lovely things. Right. Cozies. Cozies. We were just talking the other day about how we've reached the age where all we want is like a nice set of pajamas for Mother's Day. Or a loungewear set. Loungewear sets, yes. And I remember thinking that that was the lamest, like people that wore matching pajamas to sleep in were the lamest people ever. Right. And now here we are. Ordering Lates by Kate. For sure. Lates by Kate and Cozy Earth. Oh, yeah. Which, that's, so that's who I think I am and mm -hmm. what I think I deserve in pajama wear is that shit. Mm -hmm. Super expensive. Well, and, um, and of course some nice cozy slippers course right mm -hmm. so do you like mother's day tesh yeah mother's yeah i don't i mean i i always think that sometimes mother i think that holidays just in general are are mostly just a big letdown yeah because it's a lot of hype for just a day right like thanksgiving you know thanksgiving's thanksgiving's are like a raw deal yeah let's just be honest well i just think that's that like you get all ex like I remember one time going to church on Mother's Day and um, the boys were little and like we're in the middle of sacrament meeting like I think sacrament meeting had just gotten over and I was wearing like you know one of those big chunky necklaces right and um, one of the boys was like kind of hanging on it and it broke and like rolled all across the floor like in sacrament like right after church and I was like are you freaking kidding me like how like, this is Mother's Day. Right. Like, big always just a big disappointment. You have, to, you have to go in with no expectation. Yeah, always. Because my thing is always, like, I picture, like, breakfast in bed. Everybody comes and rallies around. They tell me how I've enriched their lives, etc. And it's much more like, oh, you're still a mom and have to do all the mom things. Mm -hmm. And maybe, if you're lucky, you'll get a card. Right. Actually, so I do feel like I get pretty spoiled, but I do feel like I remember like wanting them not to fight and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, it still happens. Everything still happens, you know, or right. like, you know, you didn't want to change diapers when they were little and stuff like that. And it still happened. You basically just don't want to be a mom for right. Mother's Day. Uh -huh. You want somebody else to take care of all the mother responsibilities on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and here we are with our second episode. So thank you everybody that supported us and has been listening to the podcast. We've gotten really good feedback from everybody and we appreciate it. And now we have microphones. Oh yeah. Now we have microphones. We've already sunk some money into this pod. But <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. We had microphones last time that I decided to part with $14 to buy and they were obviously pieces of shit. So we upgraded for the second pod because we're a big deal now. So, yeah, here we are. Here we are, and you can hear everybody, hopefully. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, so, of course, on to the important things, like what are we eating? My um, sub, my my stock answer is everything. Me too, but this time, this time we've moved on past six foot, a six foot sub. Right, a six foot sub. I bought some... I got sucked in by an influencer and I bought this stuff called Super Amazing Coffee and Super Amazing Creamer, which 
is, I, I'm not really sure it's supposed to be like an appetite suppressant or whatever, but mostly I've just, I've drank it twice today and I feel like I'm so, I'm buzzing so hard from all the coffee and the caffeine that I can hear colors. So that's where oh, I'm at with that. Well, and it was super expensive. Why do, why do, why do I get sucked into it? Because it's an influence. If there's like some hot influencer that I admire something about, like how hot they are or their makeup or something, they're selling some shit. I will log on and buy it. And Remember? My, and my phone is caught on to that. So it's Brazilian like... Brazilian butt lift. Brazilian butt lift from last episode. Yes. yes. That's exactly how we got sucked into that yeah. shit. And it's like... But we didn't even open that one. No. I tore into this the second. Yeah. And I and wanted... is it good? It's... Yeah, it's good. But I want immediate fantastic results. Well, right. So I'll let you know next time okay. if I've dropped a cool 50... Okay, cool. 50 LBs. Well, what about you? Well, we're headed to Hawaii next week. And... You know, when is too late to start eating right? It's a week. never too it's, late. It's, um... Do you, want, do you want to borrow some of my super coffee? I do, yeah. So, it's a week before, and it's certainly too late to start eating right before we go. So, I want immediate results and be thin, but it's too late to be eating right. And, um, so... It doesn't matter. It doesn't... You don't need to eat right before you go on a trip because as soon as you get there, it's going to be all about the acai bowls Everything. and such. And the shaved ice. Oh, right. Yeah. But, so, of course, I wanted to eat right way a few weeks ago. Started eating right, you know, so I feel fantastic and look fantastic and everything. But then, you know, we're going to eat everything when we get there. But, so, I've been trying to eat right. But, don't worry. Haven't been. So we, you know, we've been doing the right things, like getting some KFC, get, picking up some KFC and things. Right. And um, anyway, so nothing, we don't have anything, we don't have any six foot subs or anything right now in the, in the fridge, but uh, I've been snacking pretty hard on some crunch wraps. Mm. Having a lot of those. Making a lot of those. Making a lot of crunch wraps. Yeah, making a lot of crunch wraps. All different kinds. Alright. So, and I keep thinking like, those are pretty healthy, but they're probably not. No, it's. I think it sounds fine. It's a crunch wrap. It's fine. For me, it's just better to obviously just drink coffee all day. That's uh -huh. what I'm at. And mm -hmm. then... Yeah, anyway. and then eat everything, and then eat come, everything but the kitchen sink when I get home. Correct, and chase everything with Doritos. That's yeah, what I'm well, about. That'll do it. Well, and also starting off with May, also starting off the month is the worst month, the busiest month of the year. Oh yeah, next to December because because every mom is limping, limping to right. the finish line. Correct. Limping to the finish line and being simultaneously glad that school's going to be out and also panicking that it's going to be summer soon. And terrified. Terrified. So we've, you know, got all the end of the year shit with school and then summer sports and then like spring sports for the littles, which is like softball or baseball or whatever. And it goes twice a week for until the end of time, it feels like. Mm -hmm. And remember, no one is more rejuvenated than a mother with a new chore chart. At the beginning of summer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've already started that. It's like it's going to yeah. be the best summer ever. Yeah, and then I'm five minutes into oh. it, five minutes into it, you know 
five minutes into it, you find wrappers in the couch, and then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. My kids barely survive each and every summer. Yeah. And when you're working from home, it's even funner. Uh, I've only been working full-time for like a year and a half, and that's the biggest problem, is I don't want to be home with the kids during the summer, but then I also feel guilty about being at work. I know. There's no right answer for that shit. I know. There's just none. And then there's that where I, like, turn into a monster when I'm, like, screaming at them. Right. Because I can hear them running upstairs. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't recognize the voice that comes out of your mm-hmm. out of your face when you're yelling. Or that time I slept. When, um, when, they, when I was begging them to play a game together, and <laughs> Connor wouldn't go find the cards for them to play, and I slept, I slept Connor on the on the shoulder and said, go get him, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately when I did it, I realized what had happened. And my babysitter, like, was trying so hard not to laugh. The worst is doing that in front of witnesses. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part. Mm -hmm. Hudson will run over to my mom's to seek refuge and... What's it called when they when you go to a church and you're your seat what's it called? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Sanctuary yeah. at my mom's when he's in trouble. And he got in trouble and then goes running over to my mom's. And then he was sending me all these smart ass texts from like the safety of my mom's of home, thinking that I wouldn't come over there and lose my shit in front of my elderly mother. Well, jokes on him because I am not ashamed to do that at all. Right. And I literally I was sitting in a in the beanbag with Ryder snuggling, having this cuddly time. And I literally just walked, like literally ran down the stairs like a crazed heifer and then got in my car and went over to mom's and just went and just started screaming at him, told him to get his ass home. My mom's just sitting there in her rocker (laughs) pretending like nothing's happening. And then, yeah, just taunted because he taunted you because he taunted me yeah, and that's it. like waving a red cape at a bull like mm-hmm. knock it off I'm not a sh- I'm not above screaming at him in front of my mom and then she's just like so then he leaves and so then I'm like okay I'll talk to you later and she goes thanks for coming over and yelling mm-hmm. so yeah you that, betcha that'll haunt my dreams for a few years yeah and hers <laughs> right <laughs> I think a lot of what I do each and every day haunts, haunts her yes, dreams it does that's true also with the freshness of a chore chart when you're like so ambitious with a chore chart. I'm also like that with organizing. Mm. Why in the hell would I organize my house before my kids are going to be taking over for the Mm -hmm. summer? I don't know, but I do it every year without Mm -hmm. fail. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, you know what happens over here with organizing. What do you mean? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What do you Nothing. mean? Sometimes we need to find that grapefruit lotion from Nordstrom <laughs> that we you bought in 97. It. You got it. Oh, man. All 15 of them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you listening to? Um, I think last time I mentioned Smartless, only I said Will Ferrell instead of Will Arnett, so I'm a jackass. It's Smartless with Jason Bateman. Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, always a fave, and they just, I'm, never mind, I'm going to forget who they just had on, but it was really funny. And then um, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend mm. 
which is a really good one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw that one You've in. You've told me about him. I'm going to throw that one I love in because he's our people. That's right. What about you? You know what? I'm just listening to our Marcos every morning, of course. Yes. Um, I'm listening to Crime Junkies just because I catch up usually on Mondays. And, of course, I listen to my podcast of This is Boring, my church, my church podcast when I have to do my lesson. Oh, um, I know. Did you have to mention that? <laughs> down. Um, and people are unsubscribing. I love my favorite sword and skill, and swindled. I've told you oh, that. Yes. those are always the ones I go to. Swindled is a good one. But what I'm what? But now what I'm watching? Now that. I just go to the same go-to every single week for my listening podcast pleasure, but my watching now, I've got the list. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Okay. Just finished um, Anatomy of a Scandal with Sienna Miller. It's very good. I think it's a mini-series. I don't know how, exactly how many episodes it is, but it's very good. Um, what is that on? Pretty crazy. It's Netflix. Okay. It's really good. Um, it's pretty crazy. It's it's about an affair, but it's um, it's it's a it's just crazy, and it's about it's about a just them trying to. It's it's a scandal. It's crazy. Anyway, really good. Uh, we just we're back on Ozark. Because the new ones are back. Same. The new ones are back. Are I am on. so here for Ozark. Yes, Ozark's good. So I've got to stay awake for that, though. It's hard to stay awake. It's hard to get. I know. It's hard to put, turn on something that's going to engage you at night. Mm-hmm. Because then you either don't sleep or you fall asleep and then you wake up to a spoiler or something. Right. Also, I am here for mean Jason Bateman. I know. I'm here for it. But I hate his wife. I hate yeah, Andy. She's the worst. She is the worst. So we won't do any spoilers on that one, but yeah, that one is... I'm into that too. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Um, I, wa- I watched um, The Thing About Pam. Yes. Same. Really good. I'm always, I'm always good for a good dateline. Mm-hmm. And when my kids are... Now again, careful. This is going to be boring. When my kids are in the room, I've been trying to... Watch your, listen to your Book of Mormon podcast. The Book of Mormon podcast. But when they're in the room, you know what we've been watching lately is, is a cake. Oh, with Fortune Feimster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that kind of fun. Okay. It's kind of fun. That would be a good one for kids. Because, yeah, you've got to, you can't, you got to really turn off the true crime when the kids come in. I know, because it gives them nightmare. Well, the dateline when the kid, like, the last one was, like, the blue blanket one. Oh. When the kid disappears. Shit. Yeah. Right. That one will haunt your dreams. So but sometimes you like to put it on for like a cautionary tale. Right. Like this is what can happen if you talk to strangers or go to the bathroom by yourself. Right. Sometimes but like, then you got to balance it out. But then it makes a wild turn when the mom's been lying to the cops oh. and she did it. Okay, right. Whoops. That's where you have to shut it down. Whoops, yep. Shut it down. Okay. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. So, love a good dateline, love a good 2020. Which is hilarious because I do not want to watch it. Remember, I can't watch any scary ones. No right. scaries for me. Right. But I'll watch That's a, a dateline. It's a thin line. You're I'll watch there. a dateline all day long. 
And the interesting thing about Pam, I watched that too, which is funny because we didn't even talk about it, but they, I, like some critics were saying that she was like over the top and like acting, like playing like a cartoon, like Renee Zellweger was playing like a way over the top. Yeah, a caricature, yeah. exactly. But then you watch the real Pam at the end. They put the they like tied in the the real clips of her, and she was dead on with that. Yeah, like whoa, 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 oh, whoa. Oh yes, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, she does look like she's crazy. Good oh, absolutely, in that. yeah, absolutely. She's crazy good in that. Um, and then I started a new one called Hold Tight, or one of my clients just recommended. I just started it. It's, I think, about a kid getting kidnapped, mm. of course. So. That's a good time. Yeah, it is. Well, speaking of, segue. So I watched Captive Audience, which is about um, the kidnapping of Steven Stainer. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the one? Uh-huh. With oh, what I, happened. Yeah, I've seen, I've heard that story. Yeah, I had heard it oh, too. I had heard it too, but I had only heard about the kidnapping. I had heard it on a crew tri- crew trime. Oops. Oopsies. Smartsies. And it really only focused on the kidnapping. All yes. of the other stuff it didn't even mention, which is crazy. So Isn't there something with his brother in that? Yes. Yeah. There okay. is. There's something with his brother and there's also something else with him. It's just it's nuts. But it will ruin your effing life. Yes. Anything once you have kids like kidnapping is just not watching kidnapping shows yeah. just isn't quite as fun. So but, let's dive into that. I mean, that's a that's yeah, a shit that show. Good. I think there's only like four or five episodes of it, but it's a real shit show. Okay. Good stuff. Good nightmare fuel. In case you need it. Yeah. Okay. Feels and then of course Ozark. Oh yeah, of course. Which Ozark, is great. Yeah. Not many. I I guess I haven't been watching too many funny things lately. I well, usually is it, try to fold those in. Is it cake is nice and lighthearted for the children? Okay. Well. With the kids, we usually have to watch the Lego show with Will Arnett, also with Will Arnett. Okay. Which is probably close to the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, right. But the kids will be into that. Or um, Hayes likes The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Which, sidebar, how freaking hot is Jenny McCarthy looking? Yeah. I gave her a follow on Insta after checking that out because she looks good. She does look good. She's looked good for a lot of years. Yeah. yeah. I think she's like 50 or something. Yeah. I always like to throw some Insta follow love to people that are keeping shit tight at 50. Yeah. So her and Jayla yeah, are right yeah. in there. Yeah. That's anyway. correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, next up. Now we're doing a new segment, remember? Yes. For, because I've got so many crazy traveling stories. One we'll just mention is when we went on the trip to Nauvoo. Yes. That special time. And we didn't pretend we were deaf because we had... Yeah, that time we didn't. We were being, um, we were being tolerant then. That was nice of us. <laughs> but we did kind of pretend like we were... Hmm. Non, I think when we were, um, when we were visiting Nauvoo and all of like the Carthage jail and stuff, I do think we pretended like we weren't Mormon. Whoops. I think you're right. I think we did. And then we took that blasphemous picture next to Joseph and Hiram. Hiram. Shoot. It's fine. I feel like it's fine. It's fine. I mean, people understand that. That was a good time. It's okay. I think my mom took the picture, so it's fine. Right. I mean, if she's going to take the picture, then that's how you know it's okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, we clearly didn't set that up. 
Our camera did not take that. No. That Someone was, that was a that fun for us. That was a fun 35 millimeter memory. Yeah, right that was. Okay, so. And what we might remember is our clothes didn't make it that night. That's right. And that was the first trip we went on. That yes. was that was my first time ever flying out and my clothes not making it. First of many, many trips. Right. That so really kicked off your bat, your Griswold like luck. Yeah. With traveling. And so that night I think that was when I first started to sleep in my contacts. Oh. And you've kept that tradition rolling. I have. Oh. Which turned out to be a really great thing for me, turns out. You know what? Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Let's talk about how you sleep in your contacts every night for 20 years and your vision somehow gets better, but I leave mine in. I fall asleep with mine maybe one night I'm too tired to take about and I wake up and I'm practically fucking legally blind the next day. <gasps> you like me to seeing eye dog. I know for real. It's like, it's, but I, and I do nothing but take care of my eyes. I know. And then there's I you. Just, listen. Dare, who literally dares those babies to dissolve in your eyeballs. <laughs> I know. This is the craziest, this is the craziest thing to me ever. He literally rattled off my prescription and I was like, wait, what? It got better? And he's like, what do you mean? And I go, this eye is for sure negative 4.50. And this one is four. And he's like, no, this one's 375 and this Stop is... Stop it. Yes, it got better. That much better? That much better. <sighs> and I was like, and and when he showed me, he goes, you've got healthy eyes. I thought for sure he would, he would like, for sure. For sure lecture you. Lecture me. Because that's what they tell you. When you wear your contacts to bed, your blood, it cuts off the blood, like the... The oxygen can't the get oxygen in. The oxygen can't get into your eyeball. And like that your eyes need to breathe. I thought he was going to ask me how many hours a day my eyes were seeing the air. And I was going to be like, zero. Never. <laughs> Not ever. So I thought for sure I was going to get a lecture. And so when he said, you've got healthy eyes, really healthy eyes, and then your eyes have gotten your prescription is this. And I was like, cool. What? Cool. I'll remember that the next time I go to the eye doctor and he tells me I have to get like cadaver eyes because my eyes are so bad. I was like, this is not real. Like no of course it way. Is. Of course it is. Because what you lack in travel luck, you make up for in eye health. I was like, um, you're like, cool, so I'll just keep, I'll just keep neglecting my eyes. It's yeah, fine. like, obviously I didn't learn. What's gonna, I'm not learning. What's going to motivate you to t start taking care Nothing. of them now? Nothing is. Nothing. Just like, that's the other, but we, we've we seen that I don't know how to, t I don't take care of anything. You've said it a million times. <laughs> literally not. She literally does not I take care of anything. my teeth. I had to learn that the hard way. Here I am with braces again, round two. Yeah, that's true. See? That's true. Okay. See? I don't know that I would rather go blind than have to have braces again, but it's it's a, clo it's a close match, though. <laughs> Here we are. It's pretty close. Yeah, round right, two. Fine. All right, okay. fine. Round two. Okay. okay. So, traveling with Tesh is our next segment, and that was what happened with us that time when we had to... That was the first round. Well, this time was... We're getting ready to go to... Like I said earlier, that we're getting ready to go to Maui next week, but... 
the first time we went to Maui, um, when we were there, um, both of our dogs died. Remember? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> randomly. It was really weird, and maybe they were randomly poisoned. But they were still kind of puppies. And... Wait, randomly put. Wait, wait a sec. You got to remind me. Were you still living at home then? No, no. They. It was over here in this old house. In, okay. Or in this other house. Remember? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, I can't um, remember the time frame for a minute. But like, I was still. Me and Ty were still married. We just didn't have any kids yet. Okay. And um, Landon was actually Landon and Heather were taking care of him, and he like oh they opened the back gate and like they were like crawling like so sick, like parvo but not parvo. Mm. Like, the, the the vet said, like, this is probably a poisoning. Like, something's going on. So, like, they both died while we were gone. Oh. Oops. And you think they were randomly poisoned by maybe a neighbor? Our old neighbor that was. So it's a good thing you got the hell right out of that neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're three doors oh, down. We don't really know if they were poisoned, but it Well, I think a podcast like is a great idea to make some wild accusations. <laughs> It's a great place for it. <laughs> so, uh, we don't know, but possibly, I mean, we have a fence, we had a fenced in yard. It just felt like it just the way it was. So anyway, uh, the way they were so sick, it just, they were healthy when we left the way they were so sick, it felt like poison. So we're just going to throw that out there. Okay. Right. So. Now, on that note, our dog right now, our dog now, so we leave next week, is um, in the hospital tonight. And um, so she has to have surgery in the morning if she makes it through the night tonight. So crossies, some prayers. So um, she'll have a cone of shame if she Hashtag does. prayers for a copper. Prayers for cop. She's oh, you're calling it cop now. Copper. Crossies. All it took for you to give that dog a nickname was a deadly infection. Yikes. Shit. Okay. Some prayers. Some fasting. Fasting prayers. prayers. Thoughts and prayers so, for cop. Thoughts and prayers. My girlfriend. Oh. Well, see, now you're going to have to explain that. Copper really, really likes me. She doesn't... We've tried to breed... Well, here's the problem. We've tried to breed her several times, which is now how she's ended up like this. We've tried to breed her several times and taken her to a breeding specialist who promised that he would get her pregnant. And oh, she never... By another dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by another dog. But she didn't end up pregnant. So she would just go in the corner and sit down several times. Well, anyway, oh. don't worry. She never ended up pregnant. So, but don't worry. Every single time I'm with her or alone with her, she humps me she will copper's a lesbian she is a lesbian and she will pin me she pins tesha's arms down she does and she pins me every time she's alone with me but when or when ty leaves the backyard (laughs) (laughs) or if i'm bending over the pool if i'm cleaning out the pool she always humps me she assaults you. I can't wait she for this does. to get reported. <laughs> so, I so it's oh, it's just a joke that Copper just likes the girls, but I'm the only girl in the south. So anyway, whatever. So anyway, Copper now 
has to have a hysterectomy tomorrow because she's been in heat. Blah, blah, blah. She now has a problem uterus. And what do you know? Now she's at the doctor with an IV and an expensive operation tomorrow. Whatever. Okay. So Hashtag GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe. Copper's bum uterus. The other problem is, is now she's going to, now when we're out of town next week, if she, Crossy, she makes it, she'll have a, the cone of shame for 20 days. And whoever gets to take care of her gets to do that next mm-hmm. week. Lucky. So Maui's not our, Maui, we don't have the best luck when we're in Maui is what I'm saying with our pups. So well, here's hoping that she's healed up and ready to mount you when you get home. Yeah, yeah. Uterus or not, she won't have a uterus. So anyway, okay. So one of my most embarrassing moments happened while we were on the road to Hana in uh, Maui. I tried to swing on the vines like all the guys did because, you know, they have incredible upper arm strength. They were swinging out sideways. They were going two at a time. And I was like, I can totally do this. This is no problem except for I forgot I was chubby and I have no upper arm strength. None. And I have nails. So, of course, I we're like 12 to 15 feet in the air in a, like, dry creek bed. And I just jump on this vine and take off. And I go down like a ton of shit. Hard and fast. And I, like, tried as hard as I could to, like, run along with vine. Oh, I might have forgot that part. I tried oh. to run because I was going so hard and fast. My hands were burning so bad because remember I burned all the skin off my hands. But I was like going so fast that I like tried to run with it. And I hit the ground so hard like with a hoof that like I burned all the skin off my hands. But I couldn't keep up with it. So I tore a hole in my pants and my knees. I fell face first into the dry creek bed. And after my family stopped laughing and they pushed pause on all the camcorders, of course, my mom was like, did you get that? Did you get that angle? And then my dad was like, can we laugh yet? And then I looked up, like I was like face down. It hurt so much, but what hurt the most was how much my pride hurt. And then I looked up and my grandma was standing above me, like with her hands on her hips. And she was like, what's going on down there? It sounded like a herd of elephants. (laughs) I was like, no, it's just me. So anyway, so of course we had to go buy a cable so we could watch that over and over and over again back at the condo. But not before I had to be on, uh, not before I had to be on drugs the rest of that, the rest of that eight hour trip. Mm. Uh, what's the one? Well, lidocaine? Not lidocaine. Oh, I wish it was lidocaine. Oh. No, it was something much, much heavier. Heavier than lidocaine? You know, the opioids. Oh. Um, lorazepam? The one they give you, like, when you get your wisdom teeth out? This starts with an L? I don't know. They just, they just like, ponied up the opioids for you? Oh, my mom had it. I don't oh. know why. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Well. I think that's the one you get when you get wisdom teeth out. Did they shoot into your... No. No shooting. Oh. Just a drug. Okay. Anyway, I was really out of it. Oh, that kind of sounds amazing, actually. I didn't get... I didn't... I was really out of it. So, I didn't oh. get to enjoy that that time. That special time much. in Hawaii. That was day two. And my... But my hand sailed real fast because we were in the ocean a lot. Oh, yeah. But it burned a lot. So that was an amazing time. That was an amazing uh, trip. So it'll be fun to relive that this time. Light, uh, <laughs> 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 I'll look it up. Okay. It'll come back to me. Um, I can't. I can't, I, I can't even think what it is either, and usually I know all the names of all the good drugs. Maybe you get it when you have a baby. What? You're, you're covering a lot of ground there. I when you shoot. get your teeth out and when you have a baby? It's a good one. They don't give you very many. I mean, they Lord did. Tab. Lord Tab. Lord it's Lortab. That's the one. Okay. Lori, Lori just had some Lortab. Yeah, Lori and her listen, on hand. In 2000s, back in the two, early 2000s, before the opioid crisis, now I'm telling you, no wonder we had one. Well, right. I think we're getting to the, the, the origin story of the opioid crisis. Right. Because when you got your wisdom teeth out, you had 30 days worth. Oh, yes. That's and right. And we brought that shit with us, obviously. Great. <laughs> on a trip. Anyway, I was heavy, heavy into that. Oh, well, okay. Congrats on that being a statistic then. And obviously I wasn't driving. As a part of but the But I was crisis. glad that someone had that because I was... Well, sure. I would I take a more time right now without any injury. I'm saying a lot of things. Out I probably shouldn't. of it. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that happened. So, yeah. So, traveling with Tesh. Traveling yeah, with Tesh. That was a good one. Yeah, that was... So I can't wait to, you know, be back in Maui this time. But And see what's going to happen next. This time I'm going to lay off. Have you been training no. to hold yourself up on the bike? No. Nope. I'll just, this time I'll just jump right into the ocean. Oh, okay. I'm not even going to do any vines. Okay. And the thing that hurt the most was the way that they laughed <laughs> so many times. So many times. And they wanted to send it into America's Funniest. And I was like, we're not doing this because the problem is, is I won't win, but everyone will know it's me. Right. That's a no-win situation there. It probably wouldn't even be worth, like, the $250 or whatever it is when you and, win AFE. And also, you know when you think you look better than you really do? Yeah. And then you see yourself crash, like, a ton of shit like that? Well, you know when you think that you look better than you do and then you see yourself in a picture? That's... The story of my entire life. Me too. So, but then, yeah. like, I didn't even have any kids then. Oh, yeah, and then you you, and fell, I was you so... fell hard, and falls are never flattering. No, and then I'm laying there, <laughs> and Ty like looks like he just got out of a concentration camp. Oh, so that's fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because he was so tiny, skinny. Yeah. So that's fun. Sorry about that. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to Carolyn's Corner. This is another one that we added because we're, there's always going to be good Carolyn stories. 
Carolyn's my mom, Tasha's grandma. We covered that last time in our family dynamics section of our last episode. Um, so my mom is 85 and she says a lot of hilarious slash judgmental things because that's what you can do when you're 85 and nobody's ever going to dispute this. So she kind of will get in these little things where she'll just worry about like shit that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it's not like the Ukraine or supply chain shortages or like anything relevant. It's always like, let me give you an example. So I'm over there the other night. I go over there every night before I go on my run and, you know, kind of chat with her or whatever. And she watches like a lot of elderly people. She watches Fox news about four times a day. And that's where she gets her information from. And then once it's locked in there, you can't reason or talk her out of it. So I'm over there. She's got the news on. We're chatting and everything. And she says, this newscaster doesn't wear her wedding ring anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. She's like, here I thought she was this nice lady with a husband and a family. And now she doesn't even have a ring on. And I'm worried about her. And so I'm like, you know, being the like caring and considerate daughter, I'm like, mom, who gives a shit? Like (laughs) she's, and she's like, well, I'm just worried about her. I'm just, I, I'm just worried about her. Like, okay, well, it must be nice. It must be nice that that's what you're worried about is this lady on Fox 13 News. No kidding. It wasn't wearing a ring, but don't worry. She wore it the next night. So Uh all All is well. well. Yes. Just forgot it that night. So Carolyn can sleep at night knowing that she is a nice lady with a husband and a family. She's a nice lady. And not, I guess, some torrid whore. Wow. Without any family. Good grief. Yeah. I'm glad she cleared it up for me. Me too. I really am too. What a relief. Yeah. Now we can just go back to, you know, we can just go back to living in a a world of of peace and love and happiness. Oh, wait. Right. Just kidding. The world is shit. Oopsies. Also, um, she bought a new car. Oh, yeah. She bought a new car. The car that she had, um, according to Hudson, my son who's obsessed with cars, a lot of you know, her car was set on a, a truck bed and the frame or some such a thing. And so when she would try to lift her legs to get in it, she would almost fall backwards. So she decided that the solution is obviously to buy a new car. Which is ironic because we've been talking amongst ourselves as her children about how she really shouldn't be driving much anymore. But nobody dares tell her that, of course. So anyway, she, her and Hudson come up with this plan. Hudson shops around and finds a, a car for her. She wants a Ford Explorer because Hudson has convinced her that every other car in the world is obviously a piece of shit that isn't a Ford. So they've got this car picked out and they're going to go pick it up. So... Paint a picture of an 85-year-old woman and a 14-year-old boy walking into a car dealership to buy a car. That's literally like the the beginning of a joke. Right. And so they were going to go pick out this car and just pay for it. And then it was just going to be fine. I can just go buy a car. That's what she says. I can just go buy a car. I'm like, if you... So I, I got involved like the day before. Like I caught wind of it like literally the day before they were going to go to the dealership. She was going to check Hudson out of school... And they were going to drive and buy a car at a dealership in Brigham City. So I caught wind of it when she just happens to suggest that she was going to check Hudson out in front of me. 
And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to go pick up a car. I'm, we're going to go buy my car. And I'm like, you can't check him out of school. You're not on the list. And she's like, well, I'm the grandma. I can check him out. I'm like, no, you can't because you're not on the list. And so they're going to mark him down as kidnapped if you come and take him out of school. <laughs> so you're going to be, you're going to be the dateline. Right. Everybody's going to get an Amber Alert. Right. Of somebody making a slow 25 mile an hour getaway <laughs> right. from the junior high with right. someone else's kid in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's, can we not do this? Like then, she, you know, can we, can we pull someone else in? Can we pull one of the boys in on this? So anyway, so that you don't walk in and pay cash for like a Flintstone car. Because <laughs> they'll see you coming and be like, we can sell right. this lady anything. Right. So anyway, they end up pulling in Uncle Verl, who, who sells cars, and he goes and picks it up for her and does a dealer to dealer transfer, and she has, that's how she ended up with a new car. That's how she narrowly avoided driving getting, like driving yeah, driving yeah, a Flintstone perfect. car home. Perfect. So, there you have it. That's, perfect. That's Carolyn's corner. Good, so she didn't check him out. She didn't check him out, no. Okay, good. They decided to pull in an adult. Okay. Because, well, I, as Hudson, I mentioned to Hudson Cheryl. Hudson could have handled it. Hudson could have handled it right, because he knows the ins and outs of cars. But the money part of it would be where the problem would come okay. in. When she just thought she was going to go in there with a bag of cash. Taking cash, yeah. Right. Okay. So... Okay. That's that story. And, you know, now she's finally got a big purchase under her belt as an 85-year-old. Because as I mentioned to Cheryl when this whole thing was going on, up until then, the biggest purchase that she had made was like a the sweater set at JCPenney. The cell phone. Oh, that's right. The cell, cell phone. phone. I forgot about the cell phone. When that young man disappointed her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, I forgot about the cell phone. Yeah. So, yeah, she's just, yep, she's an independent woman these days. Wow. Wowzers. So that was Carolyn's Corner. Great. Um, next is the confessions, except for this isn't really a confession. This is my confession of when one of my clients, this is actually when one of my clients showed up to my house at a, um, showed up to my house at Ambient 30. Mm. Remember this? Yes. So, um, I had, so I have, I had some little old ladies that would come and get their hair done and they love to get their hair done. They would get like, um, they used to call them shampoo sets. This isn't what my little ladies would get, but they'd come get blowouts and they would come like at certain times of the, um, they just have a set time to come. And I had a little lady that would come every Monday, like at a certain time. And, um, she also took Ambien on the reg and she, and I knew she took Ambien, but, um, one night it was Sunday. Um, it was snowing. I think it was like in March or something. And, um, I have a ring doorbell or like, I don't know, some sort of camera that alerts me when someone's at my door. And I heard some knocking first and then, you know, my camera alerted me that someone was at my door and it was like 11.45 p.m. 
p.m. on a Sunday night, and it was snowing. And I was like, what is going on? So I looked to see, and I could see footprints down here, but I couldn't see anybody standing there. So I came down and looked out the window. Down, I came down and looked out the window in my salon. There was nobody there. Anyway, I opened the door, looked, nobody there, but I could hear a car running. So I went out, looked out through the front window, and there was a car running in my front. But Ty stepped out on the front porch with a baseball bat, of course, at Louisville that he always kept under the mattress. But as I got looking, I realized that it was my little, my little gal that came every Monday morning on the nose. And she always loved to tan first, but... Wait, she was old and she loved to tan? She loved to tan. Oh, I love that so much. She loved to tan. Remember not being afraid of melanoma? Yeah. Oh, fun. Fun. Fun times. Yeah, because I'm in... I was afraid of melanoma in my mid-30s. You know why? Because doctors ruin things. I know. She was 80-something and never was afraid of melanoma. Every week on the nose, she... She tanned. Oh, I love that. And she said it always. She was. She said she was a cold mama, and she loved to tan because it made her warm. It would warm her up, and it made her skin look better. Well, right. It's that's really. We know now your skin just crying out for help. <laughs> but, but when I so once I get past a certain age, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that back. Right. I'm gonna bring back the weekly tan. That's right. She yes. didn't care. Sounds amazing. She was born in Honolulu, and I know that that's why. That's yeah. why she loved it, and that's why right. she looked good. Right. She lived to her, into her 80s. Yes. So don't worry. She came. So anyway, I went out. I, I realized who it was. It was my little gal. She was here at 1145. She was ready to get her hair done. So I was like, so Ty was on the front porch with a, his Louisville, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Ty. Um, so I, I went out, I went out and knocked on her window and she was just sitting in her car and she was smiling, she was smiling at me and I knocked on her window and I'm like, oh my gosh, I won't say her name, but I'm like, oh my gosh, hi. She smiled at me and I said, you're, what are you doing? She's like, you ready for me, sweetie? Oh. And I go, wait, she could have a conversation. Yeah, she was having a full conversation. She was wide awake. She was, obviously she wasn't wide awake, but she was awake. That's crazy. And obviously it was dark and she'd been to my door and I said, you're, I said, what are you doing? And she's like, are you ready for me, sweetie? And I said, no, it's Sunday night. It's 1145. And she said, oh, so she drove home and I actually called her daughter who I'm friends with and I called her daughter and she and I warned her I mean it was 11 45 at night but I said hey listen your mom was just here and I something's going on like I don't know if so I kind of wondered if maybe she took a nap oh if she took a nap on a Sunday and woke up and didn't know or if she took her Ambien early Ambien 30 and thought that it was 11 you know, she came at noon or whatever, thought it was 11.45, whatever, and got disoriented and then got here. But it was still midnight. I mean, it was still dark out. Obviously, she didn't know what was going on. Anyway, so this daughter called her and talked to her while she was backing in, and she hit her house while she was backing in. Whoops. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, um, so the next day she got up and came here and went in and did her usual tan, went right in, did her usual tan, came out. And I wasn't going to say anything to her because she's really prideful and stuff. But when she came out, she said, hey, was I here last night? And I go, you sure were. <laughs> and she said, she told me, my daughter told me I was, but I didn't believe her. But you know what gave it away? My keys were on my coffee table and they're never on my coffee table. Oh my gosh. That is terrifying. Terrifying. Ambient 30. Ambient 30. What's up? This is not an endorsement for Ambient. <laughs> we endorse so low she, cap, but not Ambient. She drove here, came oh my to my door, gosh. drove home, and didn't know any of it until the next day when her daughter told her. So if I wouldn't have called her daughter, she I mean, I had known. no... She would have never known. I had no... I had no proof, I guess, except for my camera. But but if I would have said nothing to her, like, and just let her be prideful about it, and, like, she would have never known. Wow. That is a ringing endorsement. Isn't it? For Ambien. And I'm telling you, there are a million stories like that. About Ambien? Yes. Oh, I know. A million. Eating. Shaving your whole body? Yes. Eating have you heard that one? No. Eating during it, driving during it. I mean, there's a million of them. It, well, yeah, nothing's going to keep me from eating. Like, no ambient is going to keep me from but eating. But the thing but is, you don't, you don't remember. Even know doing it. Yeah. yeah, you don't remember. Wow. Cooking, I mean, tons of stuff, and it's spooky. So, murdering. Yeah, stay I don't tuned. Know. Stay, stay tuned. tuned for the next one. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Good stuff. Ambient 30. Ambient 30. Yeah. All right, well, are we ready for our true crime yeah, for the week? Yeah, ready for true crime. Let's do it. All right, so this week we're going to talk about the Hi-Fi murders because we like to do true crime in Utah, and this time we didn't involve our family, oh. which was a shame. Yeah. But, I mean, it's fine. What are you looking at? Stuff keeps blowing in there. Oh. Anyway, the Hi-Fi murders. So, the Hi-Fi shop was a shop that was on, it was on 23rd and Washington. In those little strip, those old little kind of shops they have along there. In the 70s. Okay? So, you know, back then they were selling, I'm sure, 8-tracks and records and stuff like that. So, this crime happened in 1974, April 22nd, 1974. And it involves the three... It Actually, I realized when I re was reviewing this that there were six people involved but they only had evidence to prosecute three of them. So that's why you've only ever heard of three people. They were Dell, Selby, Pierre, William Andrews, and Keith Roberts. So these assholes were stationed at Hill Air Force Base in Leighton. They all, they're all from other places. And I didn't bother to do any research on them because who gives a shit? Oh, because they don't deserve Excuse? It. Wow. Because who gives a shit about them, right? We don't care about them. So what happened was they broke into the hi-fi shop on April 22nd, 1974, as I mentioned. And they took the employees. There was an employee named Stanley Walker and Michelle Ainsley were the employees that were working. They took them hostage. 
and immediately took them down into the basement of the store. Um, oh my gosh, it looks great out there. Yeah, we should we go for a picnic? It sounds great out there too. I can't wait to get we out. We just got a wind. weather statement that it's like a severe thunderstorm warning. So. Oh good, can't yeah. wait. Thanks Utah. May 1st. May 1st everyone. Oh, second. May 2nd. Sorry. Okay, so they tied him up in the store's basement and then they began robbing the store. And how old is Stanley Walker? Okay, so Stanley was, hang on, I got her. Stanley was, I think, 19. Let okay. me just double check my notes here. 20. He was 20 okay. and Michelle was 18. Okay. So, while this is going on, while they're upstairs robbing the store, a 16-year-old boy named Courtney Nesbitt came in to thank Stanley Walker for letting him park his car in front of the store. And so they took him hostage too. Just going in to do something nice. Thanks for letting me park my car here. They took him hostage too. And then later, Oren Walker, who was Stanley Walker's dad, came comes in because he, he was have, worried about. Have you ever son. heard him speak? I haven't. I've heard him speak. Oh, that's amazing. That's crazy. Um. Anyway, he became worried about his son because he hadn't come home from work, and he went into the store. He was also taken hostage. And then Courtney Nesbitt's mother, Carol Peterson Nesbitt, she arrived to the shop looking for her son who was late getting home. I don't know how she knew to look at the hi-fi shop since he just, maybe he told her he was going to try to park his car there or whatever. She was also taken hostage. So now they've got five people being held hostage in the basement. And so Pierre told Andrews to get something from the van. Andrews returns with Drano. And he forces everybody to drink the Drano, mm -hmm. which obviously burned their tongues and throats, and it peeled the flesh around their mouths. Um, and so they, they thought that that would kill them immediately, and then it didn't. So they put the Drano down their throat, and then they tape, tried to tape over their mouths. But they couldn't tape over their mouths because the Drano was eating away at their, at their skin. Um, so Walker, Oren Walker, who was the last to be given the Drano, had seen what it did to the other hostages. So he just let it, yeah, let it leak out the side of his mouth and then pretended and then faked the side effects that he had seen the other hostages having. <clears throat> Later, Pierre became angry because the deaths were taking too long and they were too loud and messy. So he shot Carolyn Courtney in the back of the head killing Carol, but leaving Courtney alive. Pierre then shot at Walker, but missed. That's the elder Walker. He then fatally shot Stanley before again shooting at Warren, this time grazing the back of his head. So then uh, Pierre also took the girl, Michelle Ainsley, and assaulted her, and then shot her in the back of the head. Andrews and Pierre then noted that Oren was still alive, so Pierre wrapped wire around his throat and tried to strangle him, but this failed. So that's when they put the pen in his ear and kicked the pen into his ear, um, which punctured his eardrum, broke, and then exited out his throat. Then Pierre and Andrews went upstairs, finished loading the equipment into their van, and left everybody for dead. So... Um, it said the bodies were discovered almost three hours later when Oren's wife and other son came to the store looking for them. I think it's kind of amazing that everybody came looking for their loved ones. 
right? Like, I kind of feel like back in the day, like, I would leave for, like, a couple of days and then, no, just kidding. But mm-hmm. it, it's just interesting. There's no, like, cell phones or anything. So they just yeah. had to, like, so they just go. you had to know where your kids were, first yeah. of all, yeah. and then go and check on yeah. them. Crazy. So um, it said that the son heard noises coming from the basement and broke down the back door when Mrs. Walker called the Ogden police. Stanley Walker and, and Michelle Ainsley were already dead. Mrs. Nesbitt was taken by ambulance to St. Benedict's Hospital, but she was pronounced dead on arrival. Courtney Nesbitt, who was the 16-year-old that just parked his car there, was not expected to live, but he survived with severe and irreparable brain damage. He was hospitalized for 266 days before being released. Oren Walker survived with extensive burns, extensive burns to his mouth and chin, as well as damage to his ear caused by the pen. So, do you, did you remember hearing how they got caught? I'm trying to think. I can't really remember. So, they, uh, an air, after the, the news of the crime broke, an anonymous Air Force, air Force employee called the police and said that Andrews had confided in him months earlier, one of these days I'm going to rob that hi-fi shop, and if anybody gets in my way, I'm going to kill them. So then after that, two teenage boys were dumpster diving near Hill Air Force Base where they lived, and... They contacted the police after discovering the victim's wallets and purses and their pictures and licenses in the dumpster there. So this detective that came to the scene decides that the killers might still be hanging around in the crowd, which you see all the time on any movie about serial killers. So he makes a big show out of taking the evidence out and waving it, you know, kind of waving it around as he's collecting it. And... Everybody was really quiet except for these two guys, Pierre and Andrews, who were like kind of mumbling and stomping up and down the, you know, behind the, behind where the crowd is, which I thought was interesting. Um, so they're caught um, and jailed in uh, Utah State Prison, and they are um, very unpopular. Nobody liked them, which I think is interesting little vigilante justice in um, jail. And they were both executed. Um, I gotta look this up because I think they were different means. Um, William Andrews um, was executed by lethal injection on July 30th, 1992 at the age of 37 after 18 years on death row. His last meal was a banana split, which he shared with his niece and sister. Andrews' last words were, thanks those who tried to keep me alive. I hope they continue to fight for equal justice after I'm gone. Tell my family goodbye, and I love them. Equal justice? F you, dude. And then um, Pierre, the one that did most of the crimes, um, he was executed by lethal injection on August 20th, 1987, at the age of 34. Um, He declined a last meal, um, but he spent his last days fasting, praying, singing hymns. Oh. 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 Good. Again? Again. How about the priesthood? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then, let's see. So they, and then the other man, Keith Leon Roberts, who uh, was acquitted because they couldn't find that he had any knowledge of the murders. Um, he served time for an unrelated robbery for 13 years. And then after he was released on August 8th, 1992, he committed suicide. Wow. So. That's something else. And then, 
uh, the end of this, just, just to kind of tie this in to people that we know, which the person that um, this is about asked not to be named, which is kind of funny because we've had people that are like, oh, I want to be a guest on your pod. Yeah. And then we have people that are like, don't freaking mention my name ever in your podcast. <laughs> anyway, so this person worked there in 1977, three years after the murders, which, so what the hell were those parents doing? They're like, oh, it's cool now. Like, it's all, Safe. that murder was three whole years ago, so you're going to be fine. <laughs> so they went and worked there, and they said that during... Like when they were doing their training, they would take them like and they would have to go down in the basement to count the till, which I mean, like you and I would have like crawled through that place and been like, show me where all this stuff happened. But I, it didn't seem like it was a really big deal to this person right. like this had happened there. So when they would when they took them, this person down the stairs to do their show where they were going to go count the tills, the shop owner was like, OK, so if somebody brings you down these stairs with your hands up. There's a gun here in the rafter, so you just grab it and just shoot them, no questions asked. Like, could you die? So you Are go you home, kidding? you go home and like tell your parents, yeah, during training, like they told us just to like shoot anybody that would try to come back here and brutally murder us. And here's where the gun. And here's where the be. gun is. And then um, they said that sometimes when they would go down and count the till down in the basement, their coworkers would like come and shut the lights off, like as a joke. Don't. So that shit's funny. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> no. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? No, things that are funny are practical jokes, not where there's been murders. Right. Brutal murders. Like, just Brutal three murders. years ago. Can you yeah. imagine? Mm. Who was working there? No. And then, like, the person was like, well, it wasn't very busy. I'm like, really? Of course it wasn't. She's like, I remember, it's like, on recovery. one shift, we, like, learned to juggle. I was like, oh. Right. Because no one is going to that place ever. Right. Three years later. Hmm. So that's cool. Yikes. Anyway, those are the high five murders. Local, local yes. murders. Um, also, just of interest is um, that Carol Nesbitt was Dr. Byron Nesbitt's wife. I worked with him up at McKay. So, mm. yeah. Local. Local people that these assholes came on in and... Yikes. Came on and in. And she lived. And, no, she did not live. She did not live. She did not live. Oh, no. she did not live. This, it was the son that lived. The son lived. Courtney. Yeah. Courtney. Courtney yep. lived. He, I think he died in, I got to look at this, because he, he, I think he was like 44 when he died, um, and he died in 2002, after suffering chronic pain and irreparable brain damage for the rest of his life. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And Yikes. then Orrin Walker died in 2000. Oh, he did? Yep. Yikes. So there we have it. High five murders. Oh. All right. E. Okay, well, we'll see All you guys right. next time or whenever. Next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs>